here in Ryan Castle. If I'm Mike Lewandowski, we'll leave you with a good night and a go blue. You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics, 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Your radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM. WCBN-FM. Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding. Licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan. Operated by students at the University of Michigan. Uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. Well, it's uh, just about uh, 6.30 p.m., and you are listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. Jim's probably searching for a parking space. We still have construction around this area, so probably be here in a couple seconds. Uh, it's kind of dreary out there, so be careful. Driving, it's wet. It's coming down in snow, but it's not quite cold enough to stick, which further evidence of global warming. They're having a uh, international conference on that, uh, just like Afghanistan. The Kane train has derailed, and uh, he has not dropped out of the race, but quote-unquote suspended his campaign. Uh, this, of course, is strange and I think uh, underscores why he was in the race to begin with. Uh, this allows him, oddly enough, to k keep raising money. And, uh, I don't know, maybe Kane is hoping Newt implodes, since that seems to be the, uh, the theme of the Republican nomination. Fascinating that the Iowa caucuses are fast approaching. I think it's about a month away. And... Um, it will be very interesting to see uh, who shows up because the uh, Iowa caucuses frequently uh, have upsets. Um, for instance, in 2004, it appeared that Howard Dean was uh, a shoe-in and John Kerry, uh, actually a probably more qualified and experienced candidate, uh, pulled the upset. And other candidates have done well there, and it's interesting that Newt is now the 
so-called frontrunner in Iowa, and uh, ironically, this may damage him because uh, if he doesn't live up to expectations, he may be portrayed by the media as the big loser. I guess we can talk a little bit about the Republican uh, crew, the uh, unorganized union of circus clowns with uh, Newt Gingrich as Carnival Barker. <laughs> and he is a Barker, all right. He's uh, got all the qualifications of um, bombast, arrogance, stupidity, all wrapped into one. And the word that I always like to use to describe Newt Gingrich, besides all of his other obvious uh, shortcomings, is the word logorrhea. <laughs> logorrhea means diarrhea of the mouth. And uh, Newt uh, is uh, exceptional at this. Uh, one might uh, listen to the Republican nomination thus far this year and be able to even come up with a, a dictionary uh, to deal with the doublespeak uh, the double talks. Uh, Newt is not a lobbyist. He's a citizen. A historian. He's not a lobbyist. He's a historian. And uh, he's a, a fascinating individual. But I, I think that the, one of the reasons that he's sort of staged a comeback, so to speak, because he was down in the dumps uh, shortly after announcing his campaign last spring, in the late part of spring, is he simply at the debates has just been better than the other candidates. Mitt Romney hasn't made any mistakes, but he hasn't uh, lit the world on fire. Perry imploded uh, more than once. Kane, of course, got his rise from his performance at the debates, was, which, of course, was all nonsense because he uh, saw the campaign, I think, as a, a book tour, a reality TV show. And it's curious why he ever got into the race to begin with. Uh, he's never adequately explained the 999 concept. And I'm going to give him a brain damage award. We won't go into his, uh, his marital problems, his uh, sexual harassment issues. The media, mainstream media, can cover those things. Um, but it's curious why he thinks that this is a left-wing political conspiracy. Um, Kane's undoing has been himself. Uh, he had uh, brain cramps uh, regarding Libya and Afghanistan. He knew he was against uh, Obama's Libya policy, but he couldn't figure out why. Then he said he would get back to you. He never did. He had no concept of a presidential campaign, certainly a book tour and a, a reality TV show tour. But he, he had a litany of problems, uh, including the campaign organization, well, you didn't like the guy, uh, what, what, holding a cigarette with the uh, kind of the shaky shoulders? Uh, the oh, yeah. Kind of guy? yeah. I yeah. missed that TV commercial, but it was discussed. <laughs> and, uh, well, he uh, was his own worst enemy. And the idea that he said at his news conference that he's going to create a website to uh, articulate ideas, big ideas. Like he hasn't already had the national stage for uh, some weeks now. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious, like, what are these ideas? I haven't heard any ideas from uh, uh, Herman Cain. Um, and uh, it's fascinating to me that this infidelity business is part of the, uh, a part, part of his downfall. Obviously, he had all sorts of problems explaining those problems away. 
Uh, I kept hoping that the number would uh, come up as nine eventually. <laughs> nine women that were involved with Herman Cain, and it may yet happen. Uh, he claims, of course, that they came out of the woodwork after he became the front runner. I don't know that he was ever the front runner. It's just that um, Newt had imploded. Bachman uh, is just not plausible. She's sort of a catatonic airhead that can't get going. And one begins to ask the question, where is Tim Pawlenty? And why did he quit the race? You know, he couldn't knock Romney out early on in the debates, and he sort of gave up. And it's interesting because he, at this point, may have turned out to be the most plausible, not Mitt Romney. Huntsman can't get any traction. Uh, he's got all sorts of problems. Uh, he's uh, out of step with the Republicans on evolution, science, uh, tax cuts. Um, he's a Mormon. And he actually has some favorable things to say about Barack Obama. So getting back to Newt Gingrich very briefly, because uh, obviously he's now uh, in the bullseye, so to speak. What's next for Newt? One wonders. Uh, when is he going to implode? When is Logaria going to rear its ugly head? But just last week, you know, he, he uh, made a statement in an interview that was uh, fairly outrageous called Barack Obama a radical and incompetent. And I thought to myself, well, Barack Obama's got problems, but those aren't either of his problems. He's not incompetent. Uh, he's actually been a fairly competent president as presidents go, and he's certainly not radical. That's just trying to link Barack Obama somehow to the Occupy Wall Street movement. And it's a fairly outrageous comment. Uh, I would say that the one legitimate criticism one can make of Barack Obama is naivete. He was... He expected uh, everybody would play nice. Play nice, and that he could transcend this partisan bickering. And frankly, uh, I've talked about this before on economic policy, that the, the way to think of it is the old Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle character, push me, pull me. It's a two-headed monster going nowhere. It's doing a lot of dancing, and uh, I've decided that Newt Gingrich, as endearing as he's going to become in all of our hearts, is reminiscent of the cartoon character or the commercial character back from the 70s, Big Fig, <laughs> who uh, did promotions for, for the, the Fig Newton. Oh, the Big Fig Newton, yeah. Wow. Don't you remember yes, that weird do, costume? No. Yeah. Now, can't you just picture Newt? <laughs> it's got the shape, the, the little tuft of yeah. whitish gray up on top. Uh, big, uh, big Fig here. The Big Fig Newton. So I'm going to call him the Big Fig Newton. I think it encompasses all of the endearing qualities of Newt Gingrich, and he remains true to our heart. Just call him Citizen Newt. <laughs> you can already write a movie, uh, a, a actual sp spoof of Citizen Kane based on Newt Gingrich, citizen of the United States. Citizen Newt. Well, the man with big ideas. The man with big ideas. Uh, big if, ego is what, is what I call it. Well, sure. <laughs> if uh, the criteria by which the so called liberal media, as uh, Herman Cain denounces them, uh, knock his train off of the tracks with the marital uh, 
question marks and infidelities and harassment and so forth. It's simply a matter of time before Newt's own track record there uh, undermines him not so much with the nebulous concept of the swing voter, but uh, with the actual base, the hardcore right wing of the Republican base. Uh, at the end of the day, it's probably got to be a little disappointed. And if some of them feel they have to plug their nose to vote for Romney, I'm sure just as many probably feel that they'd have to plug their nose to vote for Newt, a guy who uh, had several affairs and is on a third marriage and shamefully dumped a wife while she suffered from cancer. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, uh, an all-time low. And, and unlike Warren G. Hardy, who had his mistress in the closet, Newt seemed to have been under the desk. Right. <laughs> While he was trying to impeach Bill Clinton. Probably leaning up against the globe, too, in a uh, moment out of uh, sheer fantasy and the great dictator. But the scary thing is that we've got a month to go yeah. before the first votes are cast in Iowa. Right. And of a course, month. A month. And the, the, the people behind the scenes in the Republican Party are going into apoplectic shock. Because I think that it's clear that they were really hoping that Rick Perry would be the not Mitt Romney candidate. He looked like the scariest uh, from an Obama defense standpoint. And on paper, he looked good. But once he got on the white horse, he fell off rather quickly. Uh, His boots uh, had a a little bit uh, of uh, traction problems. And he quickly imploded in the debates. What you got to give Newt Newt Gingrich credit for is he didn't quit the race. He, he, He knew on the stage... Look, I, I I can make a comeback with this motley crew. Mm. And, of course, the media ignores Ron Paul. But Ron Paul's problem fundamentally is that he's a libertarian. He's not a Republican. Right. And his, his support, uh, he's going to get votes in Iowa. In fact, the interesting thing is he might win Iowa. Well, he could end up being the H. Ross Perot of this <laughs> presidential cycle. He could. And and you you wonder if he's will mount a independent uh, uh, candidacy. Uh, he's got the uh, organization, the volunteers. Uh, all of the political experts note that he's got eager and willing volunteers on the ground in many states. He's got money, and he has a, a level of support uh, that's sort of in that what we call it's there's a floor and a ceiling involved. It's kind of between ten and fifteen percent. And the question is, can he go any higher? But on social issues and foreign policy, he's just completely out of step with the Republican Party as we know it. And on economic policy, quite frankly, he's out of step with both the Democrats Mm -hmm. and the Republican Party. Um, Ron Paul's problem, in my opinion, is on economics, he is uh, clueless. He's talking about a different era. Uh, He needs to look at facts you know, he's, he's been successful at denouncing the Fed, and there are some aspects about the Fed that, are, that uh, you know, require some public examination of their role in our society. But regarding economic uh, development in the United States of America, the Fed was created for historical reasons. The Bank of England was, was bankrupt by 1915. And the United States needed to create a Federal Reserve System to deal with the fact that we had become the international global leader in economics. The Fed provides economic stability. Uh, its purpose is not to spur economic growth. And one of the problems that we're having in this modern, uh, this, this uh, great recession, that's not a recession. We're in, we're in recovery. We are creating jobs. 
It's just that the expectations have become unrealistic about what Obama can do as president. Uh, he's not getting any cooperation on uh, economic matters. The, the, I mean, they're debating whether or not a payroll tax mm. cut should be maintained. Uh, this involves $1,000 to many middle-class families. It's part of that tax cut package that was part of the stimulus package that most Americans don't even realize that they got because the Obama administration... Uh, rather than throw it out in a lump sum the way Bush did a couple of times during his presidency, he gave it uh, every week. It's small, but the purpose and the concept of it is simple. Uh, middle class people and lower middle class people tend to spend that money rather than when you get it in a big lump sum, you're likely to put it in the bank and it doesn't do any good in a, in, in a weak economic situation. Mm -hmm. Economic history is clear on this, Mr. Paul. The creation of the Federal Reserve helped the American economy. It, it reduced the length and frequency of recessions. There's a kind of a mystique that America was this city on a shining hill in the 19th century, or that uh, life was just grand back in 1773, as Sarah Palin uh, strangely promoted her book tour. So whimsically. With... What's the name of that baby? Trig? Oh, right, right. Trig, yeah. Trig and toe with party like it's 1773. And I thought, boy, in 1773, half the kids that were born didn't make it to the age of five. People died of cholera. Life was tough. You had to work eight hours a day to find food. Un and unmarried chop teenage wood. mothers were sometimes stoned. Yeah, stoned. <laughs> Are there any women in the crowd? No, 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 no. Well, the stoning of Herman Cain starts tomorrow, somewhere in the Bible Belt. Yeah, and the amount of money that will be spent in Iowa over the next four weeks is uh, mind-boggling. Uh, you know, this is, I guess, a way of stimulating the economy. But it's not a very good way to run uh, elections. Uh, of course, our country's long overdue to have some sort of uh, finance reform uh, in elections. But that, at this point, seems uh, as though it will never happen. Uh, when you think that Romney spent $10 million just in Iowa four years ago and came in second, you throw together all the money that all of the candidates are going to spend. And what does it really do at the end of the day? But muddy the waters, pollute the airwaves, and uh, confuse people who are just barely paying attention anyway. And where's that other court jester, Rick Santorum? He's visited all 99 counties in Iowa, but he seems to be down there in... Uh, He's Googling himself again. John Huntsman territory. It's very strange. Uh, one would have thought that Santorum might have gotten a bounce from the Kane uh, uh, suspension. Well, Which, yeah, of course, allows them to continue to raise money. Yeah, Perry, Bachman, and Santorum are the three uh, unlikely likelies to receive anything like a bounce from the uh, demise of Kane. But I suspect that Bachman, with her uh, ill-advised quip about uh, uh, if I was president, we wouldn't have an embassy in Tehran. Uh, yeah, just might be it. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know how old she is, but certainly as a high school student. 
Uh, I was well aware that our embassy had been taken over by yeah, the Iranian yeah. students. This is a pretty widely documented fact. Yeah, you always worry about these uh, these Tea Party favorites. I, I love that expression. They always call them Tea Party favorites who seem to know nothing about foreign policy. I mean, absolutely nothing. And by the way, when you speak about incompetence, because Newt threw that out about Barack Obama this past week, I, I just thought to myself, well, actually... Foreign policy is an area where Barack Obama's been incredibly competent. He's the one that caught bin Laden. That's He's right. the one that killed Alaki. He's the one that's taken the troops out of Iraq. I don't agree with everything that Barack Obama has done, and, and certainly the pace. Hey, we're inside Burma and talking to people there for the first time we in 50 years. Just the, this past week. And, you know, Hillary Clinton, to her credit, is, is a kind of a good bureaucratic infighter. He has relatively competent people in his administration, uh, excepting, of course, this uh, this FAA fellow that was arrested on the wrong side of the road in Virginia on Saturday night, but uh, they're involved in flying planes, not driving cars. As for Newt Gingrich regarding his uh, desire and uh, hope that uh, no one discovers any of his uh, commitment to Fannie Mae, I just wanted to read briefly from a paragraph from... Uh, Reckless Endangerment, the uh, Gretchen Morganson book that I just finished. By the way, she's got a very interesting article in yesterday's New York Times about the uh, fact that the uh, Bloomberg News Organization mounted a, quote, lengthy uh, legal battle to wrest documents from the Fed detailing the rescue involving the big six banks. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley. Uh, more on that in uh, upcoming shows, but it's uh, fascinating how often they came to the window uh, in the 2008 and end of the Bush administration to uh, get uh, cash. And we saw this, by the way, this past week in this big announcement that the Federal Reserve is going to uh, coordinate policy with the uh, European Central Bank to deal with the euro crisis, mm -hmm. which, of course, just sort of festers and doesn't seem to get resolved with uh, many difficulties involving the concept of austerity, which is the uh, strange uh, policy of the whole crowd in, at the, uh, Republican, uh, on the Republican stage running for president. But reading from her book, uh, she discusses a news conference in which uh, Robert, uh, which in which Newt Gingrich appeared at a um, Fannie Mae ribbon-cutting ceremony. <laughs> she writes, "There to celebrate the Fannie Mae commitment was none other than Newt Gingrich, the Georgia Republican who was Speaker of the House, and a big proponent of reducing government size." Quote, Fannie Mae is an excellent example of a former government institution fulfilling its mandate while functioning in the market economy, Gingrich crowed. Not quite accurately, for there was nothing former about Fannie Mae's government status. He said, quote, Fannie Mae has had a regional presence in Atlanta for over 40 years, and the announcement of a partnership office demonstrates its continued commitment to affordable housing in the Atlanta metropolitan area. This, of course, is one of the uh, organizations, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, that Newt performed as a lobbyist, took millions of dollars, 
and he's now calling himself a historian on the matter. Oh well, I just have to cover up those uh, previous press conferences I had back in the 90s. Yeah, interesting to qualify oneself as a historian when discussing one's own behavior in the past. Now I'm a historian. I'm yeah. talking about what I did back then. I wasn't a lobbyist. I'm a historian because I'm telling you that I was a historian. So it's a sort of a self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy to be a historian, Newt, while I look forward to his history Boy, you uh, should... of his uh, experiences at Fannie Mae. Yeah, yeah, it's Fannie Mae, and also his, his uh, Ph.D. thesis is apparently a very interesting apology for Belgium's uh, occupation of the Congo. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's uh, probably going to be on the Internet soon, and one can read about Newt Gingrich's historical credentials in which he sort of defends colonialism. <laughs> One of the most egregious examples of uh, genocide in, in human history, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the devastation and murders uh, that can be totaled up in sheer numbers uh, in the Belgian Congo would, would rival Hitler or Stalin. But, of course, while he's trying to keep that document covered up, he'll suggest to the American people that Obama has a radical agenda because of his, uh, what was it, the Mau Mau Kenyan background of oh, right. Barack Obama's father who sort of ran out on the family when he was two well newt can throw the word radical around and the know-nothings uh as the fringe elements of the hardcore right wing used to be called uh back in the 50s and 60s um we'll pick right up on that sort of uh irresponsible use of uh really uh manipulative language there uh, Newt is, is more radical in many ways than uh, Obama would ever be, but the rhetoric does sort of filter down and, and trickle into the minds, uh, if I'll be generous and use the term mind, of what uh, Anna Fifield calls the ideological purists of the Tea Party, writing in the uh, weekend's edition of the Financial Times, Dilemma for Tea Party as Iowa Draws Near. She quotes a guy named Mr. DeLemus, an Iowa Republican Tea Party enthusiast, in fact, he's the organizer of the Granite State Patriots. In fact, that's a New Hampshire organization, uh, which will hold its primary on January 10th. Um, speaking uh, for himself, DeLemus says, I'll write someone else's name before I vote for someone like Romney. Uh, uh, DeLemus said, lamenting what he called the U.S.'s leftward drift. Quote, that's how we ended up with a Marxist in the White House. Mm. Close quote. Yeah. Um, Hmm, that's funny. I don't think we've ever had a Marxist uh, in the White House, strictly speaking. Um, Other than maybe Groucho if he came <laughs> for supper. Uh, another uh, political analyst uh, who's quoted here in Fifield's article, uh, a guy named Bill Schneider, who's covered uh, elections for four decades, says um, the lack of a clear candidate is a source of frustration for the Tea Party. There's no Goldwater, no Reagan to lead them this time. Well, it's important to note that Barry Goldwater, of course, one of the most rapidly right-wing mainstream party candidates to seek the office of chief executive, uh, shortly before his death, denounced the uh, rightward swing of the Republican yes. Party and said that he scarcely recognized it. That was uh, a real uh, significant moment, a watershed moment in the uh, history of the Republican Party for its sort of stalwart uh, right-winger to say, whoa, you guys are... 
too far right. Too far right, and it underscores the, fa- uh, the fact that the Tea Party's uh, representative there claiming that America had been drifting leftward is just preposterous rubbish. Uh, America's not been drifting leftward. It's been drifting rightward, and, and that's at the heart of its problems. The, the uh, structural problems in the American economy that the Occupy Wall Street uh, movement has underscored regarding income inequality uh, just to name an example, that's been going on since the late 70s, uh, since uh, and, and under Ronald Reagan. He's the one that changed mm-hmm. the tax code to help the uh, upward movement of money. It was always called trickle-down economics. I never bought that for a, word, a minute. It was trickle-up economics. The money was flowing out of the lower working-class people and into the hands of the more well-to-do. The Republicans continue to want to give millionaires... Um, tax cuts, or we can't increase taxes. And it's fascinating if you listen to some of the Republican leadership last week regarding the continuing debate about the payroll tax cut mm-hmm. and whether or not the Bush tax cut should be continued in the whole deficit uh, debacle debate. But once again, the, the, the uh, terminology is important to pay attention to. Millionaires suddenly are now called employers. I don't know if you noticed that little slip. Yeah. But Mitch McConnell made, uh, and and I think it was John, call him Vile, Kyle, who's retiring. Uh, he's not going to run for uh, re-election in Arizona. Probably fearful of the whole uh, uh, rightward movement of the Republican Party in the state of Arizona, which actually saw one of the originators of the sort of anti-Hispanic legislation that's been... Uh, forced down the throats of uh, the citizens of Arizona the last couple of years under Jan Brewer. Um, This Randy Pierce guy was defeated. I think Kyle could see the writing on the wall, you know, the Gabriel Giffords incident and Mm -hmm. his association, et cetera, et cetera. So it's remarkable that just last week uh, millionaires are now being called employers. Yeah, but uh, again, uh, <laughs> Which, proof that they don't really know what they're talking about. Most small business owners are far from millionaires. And, no. of course, it's small business is really the backbone of the American economy. Yeah. The corporations have already you know, sort of shipped a lot of the jobs overseas uh, to avoid the union wages. And parked their capital overseas Indeed. to boot. Uh, you know, even, even a corporation as uh, admirable, if we wanted to use that word, such as Apple, turns out to have two-thirds of their capital uh, sitting in offshore bank accounts. Well, you know, Jobs may have been a greater uh, uh, computer inventor. Oh. Looks like uh, Yazoo City Calling will be uh, coming up shortly here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor as Gray Matters gets close to wrapping it up for another week. I see the Republicans have uh, called um, this... A democratic uh, attempt to sort of force the uh, payroll tax cut to uh, be extended as sugar high economics. Oh. And while they see it good to give so-called employers uh, the tax break, well, these little, you know, payroll cuts, uh, that's just a sugar high. Well, uh, they need to get away from their, what I would call, crack pipe economics. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, hopefully the Repu- the Democrats will follow through on this and sort of uh, force the Republicans to paint themselves into the corner as uh, openly and explicitly revealing them for what they are. Uh, shills for the corporations, you know, uh, tax breaks for billionaires. 
Yes. It's uh, for employers. Indeed. Donald Trump, what an employer. I guess Newt had a powwow with him today in New York City. They discussed hair pieces, no doubt, among other things. Yeah. And 